So Darian, why don't you tell us about the our brand story and um, like how it's evolved? Okay, so really we kind of fell into copywriting, which is what we started before we were like more full on marketing, and that came from us. I would say failing pretty spectacularly with a soap and candle business. I don't know how it's like failing. <laughs> well, I mean, everything. I everything's a learning experience, so I I don't like the word fail. But no, if you... I, I don't mean from that kind of woo woo crap. I mean like, <laughs> it's not. I don't necessarily consider it failing because yes, we spent a lot of money. Yes, we lost money, um, but we sold the business. You know, we um, it was it was a good learning experience, and. To top it off, I think, you know, there were certainly possibilities. There was promise. We just happened yeah. to try to sell um, scent products online <laughs> without giving samples, without, you know, so. It makes it very hard. It was difficult, but we had consistent <laughs> orders from some people around the nation. We had. We had um, a, at least one fanatical fan, to be honest, who even months, maybe even a year after we sold the business, was emailing me asking what the recipes were, like how can she can get a hold of it, because. We had one oil-based face cream that I made, mm -hmm. and I used it, and I loved what it did for me. And she said it was the only thing that kept her acne away. She had tried everything, and our product was the only thing. And it was like three ingredients, like yeah. coconut oil and, and I don't even remember anymore, goat's milk and something else. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I mean, I think we did a really good job creating it. I just think we had no idea what we were doing then. Yeah, like so I wouldn't that's, – that's the reason why I, I don't wouldn't say – failed spectacularly you know because I, I feel like that is like when you completely crash and burn you make zero dollars you don't go in front of anybody you don't go to trade shows you know we went to we went to one or two mm -hmm. um and did pretty well yeah i mean all things considered maybe um, and we just really didn't have the time like what we needed to do was scale fairly quickly and get into stores and wholesale and both of us working more than full-time hours on top of this business and with a little bitty baby boy he was what 18 months yeah, by then. Like that. so small like we just did not have the bandwidth <clears throat> to do what we needed to do to make it something big yeah so i mean i don't know but there like I, we were saying i mean there's there's lessons to be learned and there's things that uh, are pros you know i think we we learned what life is like from a product-based business standpoint we mm -hmm. learned about manufacturing about cost of manufacturing about shopping around um there wasn't there like a yellow pigment that you were like, yeah, Julio, I need this yellow pigment. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like $500 per ounce. And I like literally did like three seconds of Google searching and found like $11 per ounce. Yeah. Like really stuff today. I would just like shake my head and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but it was all brand new to us then. Of course. Yeah. So you and just kind of, yeah, it, it's all. The first thing I found I thought was the only thing available instead of doing quick searches like there there were so many mistakes so many ridiculous mistakes yeah but we learned like a ridiculous amount as well and it's what helped us kind of fall into copywriting which is writing it i mean for both of us writing has always been a passion mm -hmm. so when we started that business and i joined a a course right away tried right. to make it everything we could and i joined a community and in that community most people had a lot of trouble writing and that's one thing like I did not have a problem with. So we started helping out for free and then we started to charge a little bit the busier we got. And for a long time, I think we held off acknowledging the fact that this was 
making us more money than soaps and candles were. Yeah. Well, we were trying to still make that the primary business. And I still think that we definitely could have. But, you know, I think like you were saying, like we needed more, more time. You know, I needed a job that was more understanding of not granted, you know, the, the, that kind of job is very far and in between. But, the, you know, what I was doing, I was working, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days consistently yeah. all the time. You know, there were times when it would be like I would go, uh, oh, you know, over six, I think, what was it? Like almost 90 days or something like that. I can't oh remember exactly God. now. But it was like a basically 14 hour days every single day with zero break, no exceptions. Uh, and that's not an exaggeration. You yeah. Know? So like by yourself, no less for a large yeah, majority of the time, pretty much by myself trying to operate, uh, an entire know. furniture store. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that didn't allow us to do what we wanted to do. Um, but as I mentioned, I mean, it, it ended up helping us in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those, um, I don't like to use the phrase, everything happens for a reason. I'm not necessarily one that holds on to that to be true, um, but because I think the you know the universe is chaotic. I don't think there's any, in my personal humble opinion, that there's some sort of spectacular reasoning for why I was pulling those kind of hours and days and things like that. I think there's something that I, I took from it and I benefited from and I brought it to this business, but I'm not sure there was some grand master plan that I was supposed to, you know, check check mark these boxes on. But that's not really. Neither here nor there. I have a, I have an opinion. I have a woo woo opinion about it. Um, I don't I don't know if there's some higher grander power. I don't know about any of that, and I don't necessarily want to state any one belief system or anything like that here. But I have found, for me personally, whenever things happen, it is happening for whatever happens after is a benefit to me. And like very recently we can talk about this later too, is something happened that I was like, this is bad. This is a very bad thing happening right now. I'm having a very hard time dealing with this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it turns out to be something, it's like a blessing in disguise, right? It's an opportunity. And I think especially in times, and I've experienced that too, like those very long days that you went through working by yourself, adversity, all of that. I've experienced that in my own ways throughout my active duty military career and in various other things. And I think it's only made me a better person and made me have better work ethic and be more understanding of other people. Like I've, I've, I try to keep in mind, like if this feels hard right now, it's probably going to benefit me. So I just need to write it out and see what happens next. And I won't say that that applies to every situation because there are certainly situations that I'm recalling in our lives where I'm just like, I don't see the benefit of this. This is just hard and this hurts. But for less like tragic things, for things that are just like everyday life and stress, I do think like just hold on and wait it out and see what happens because in the end, it's probably going to benefit or it's going to provide something for you that's good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, and so the tragedy aspect of it is the reason why I don't necessarily believe in that particular saying. Yeah. I think there are hardships that can happen that you can then take and make your own, mm-hmm. you know, that you can, you can take the result and say, you know what, how can I fix this? How can I, ang- how can, what can I do that will help, you know, my circumstance or help this circumstance not to happen to other people or to other children or whatever. Right. But coming from, um, a foster home, now I, I granted I was, um, they were like my legal guardians. 
you know, the people I call my parents, uh, but they were also foster parents. And so I had over the, the course of, you know, since I was like probably 11, I think, to 18 when I moved out, uh, when we got married, you know, there was probably 30 plus, 40 plus kids, maybe more that have gone in and out of the house. You know, when I left, there were like up to 10 kids at one point living in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, bunk beds on top of bunk beds, basically. Um, but the whole point to that was that I was privy, not to everything, but to some of the stories, things that they told me themselves or things that my parents said, hey, make sure you watch what you say with this or make sure you don't do this because things have happened. And, you know, they, they gave me some, not everything, of course, they didn't give me like case files or whatever, but, you know, they were just like, hey, we want to make sure that you're safe, that everyone else is safe. So if you see this kind of situation arise, make sure you take, you know, you handle it or you tell us or whatever. Right. So, um, in that I learned just tons of things, you know, like I turned, I, I remember taking care, this was me at like 14, uh, staying up at night, taking care of the youngest we ever had, which was a baby. Right. And the mother, um, was like, like was basically shooting up heroin and stuff like up till she got to the hospital. So like the baby was just like, was going through withdrawals. Right. And that's not even the craziest thing. I mean, you can go online and just look at, you know, not that you would, but it's a thing, right? Like birth defects and things like hor horrific stuff that the, 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 the child will die in, you know, 24 hours and they're just in extreme agonizing pain. Like yeah. it's like a 99.99% chance it's going to happen. You know, and it's just like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm just like, no, not everything happens for a reason. And but yet... there are some things that you can do to, to say, okay, you know, like as that, as an example, maybe I could take that experience and I can say, I'm going to now be a, a, a pediatrician. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work in the, the end what is that, Nick, NICU, N-I-C-U, the, for the mm -hmm. baby's newborn, right? Like, I'm going to do something for myself to better the world because this experience happened. But, again, I wouldn't say, ha-ha, you know, the her going through all those withdrawals made me, you know, somehow that's a benefit to me. It's like, no, that just sucked for her. And then I took that on, on myself to make the world a better place. Yeah. At least that's how I view it. Now, not everybody has to view it that way, but that's just me in my humble opinion. Right. And I think I, everybody's shaped by their own personal experiences. And I've never, I've never had to witness or go through something like that. So that's shaped my personal outlook is like, oh, I've had a very, I wouldn't say easy, but definitely fortunate life. So for me, it feels like things that happen, I'm just gonna, they can happen for a reason as far as like the benefit, but I would never ever tell somebody like you went through such pain. And it's for a reason. Like it's, I would never try to help them deal with it my way. Yeah, sure. Because it's your personal experience and I would never try to put my beliefs on anybody because I think that's also a very personal journey. Right. Well, and you know, and I, I'm sure it goes into the idea of you trying to help, right? Yeah. So it's not like it's a, a malicious thing. It's just, that's what some people say, you know, and and I can respect that and I can appreciate that. And, you know, if anything were to ever happen, um, you know, to us, to, 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 to our son, to you, you know, something like, and somebody said that to me, like, 
I'm not gonna try to choke them out or anything. You know, I'm not gonna I'll just be like, okay, thank you, and like, I'm I'm gonna live in my world. Right. I'm gonna be, you know, have my pain, and then hopefully from there I can, you know, I'll do I'll take whatever I can to, uh, not stay at rock bottom, not drink myself to death, and just rise up to the occasion. If it was in a car accident or something, okay, now I'm gonna start running for some sort of legislative body to change the laws when it comes to driving, drinking and driving, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, it could also just been an accident and it just mm-hmm. is what it is. And there's not a lot I can do except try to move on and next time try to be a better, you know, uh, husband or be a better father, or be a better me, human, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like right. there's, there's still ways you can try to just be a better person from a negative experience. Um, but that's, I don't know. Right. But those experiences, right, have, our personal experiences have helped us be not just better people, but better business owners for sure. Yeah. And that first experience of, of the stress and the heartache and the pain and the money lost and all of that was like the first step sure. in, in building what we have now and going through that. And not just us having success, but us understanding where other people are in their success and in yeah. their journey and being like, look, we know what you're going through right now. We know how hard this is. You're in learning phase. Right. And yeah, learning phase feels like a lot of wasted time and effort and money and like you're stuck and like you're not going to make it. You don't even know what to do. You can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Right. But it's the beginning. Sure. And that's where everybody starts. Yeah. And that you will see the light. Consistency. Sticking with it. That I think I heard that advice from Josh Stanton like right in the beginning of when we were starting like DNC copywriting before it became DNC marketing is the something like, and I, I think he got this from somebody else, but it's something like the, the person who makes it in the end is the one who stuck it out the longest, mm. right? There could be the most brilliant people in the room, the most gifted, skilled, financially well off people with all the resources have the advantage over you. But if you stick it out the longest, you win. Because if they burn out, they, they may like hit the ground running really fast, have everything they need and face no adversity. Therefore, sure. they have no motivation to stay with it. No investment in the hard work that they've put in. So maybe they burn out and they don't stick it out. But you're there at the end. Yeah. You're at the top. You're the one people will remember. And that stuck with me. And so that was my motivation. Like, no, this is hard, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to take on criticism and feedback. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good mentality to have. I, I think, um, I don't know. It's also a, a bit silly to also to, to, to make it seem like there is nothing in revolt in regards to the, the gifts of life. I mean, you can have even a decent work ethic and still make it. It just depends on where you started out from, right? right? Like, if we're talking about that using that kind of race analogy. It's like some people they start much closer to the finish line than others, yeah. um, and there's and it, whether you say that's fair or not fair, say la vie, you know, whatever that's that's fine. It's just um, it's not. I'd be remiss to not say that there is an element of luck, that there is an element of just call it what you want, um, but for lack of better wording, like of of, uh, of blessings that you know, come your way, that uh, you, you're in the right place at the right time. Now, whether you think that's that was all mental, that you, you made it happen by thinking about it, or you, um, 
you know, I don't know, whatever. The point is, uh, or that God himself or, you know, herself or whatever you're saying, you know, like put this person in front of you to tell you about this podcast that you can do an interview on. And that's what started your career because that was step one and you didn't have anybody to do a podcast with in the beginning and you were searching and, you know, like however you want to think about it in your own way. Like I think um, it's a nice thought to to think like if I just stick this out, it'll work out. Right. And I think there is something to be said about consistency and, and building um, but it's there, you also need to be able to pivot and you need to be able to figure out what's working and what's not working. Not all of us can, can go for bankruptcy 17 times and then end up, you know, becoming president. Right. And full transparency. Like I could not have done this on my own. Like some, I may have started these things taking on the majority of the work, but I was never doing it by myself. You were always there to help me and you've always had a vision that's much bigger than mine. And then when you came on full time at DNC and took the brunt of everything that we do, it just transformed everything. And, and we have, and again, just the two of us, we've never done anything, just the two of us either. We've always been involved in courses and communities and had gotten feedback outside of us. Right. And I think that's very important. Sticking it out on your own will only get you so far. There is a point where you need to get a third party opinion on what you're doing. You need to get some somebody who's more experienced and further along in the journey to help you right. see the things you can't see, understand the things you don't yet understand. Sure. Well, and and in some respect, you know, you, you have to, yeah, of course you have to do that, but you also need to be able to have that a little bit of self-sufficiency because, um, I mean, you just go to YouTube and, and type in like businesses, Shark Tank missed or something like that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like you can see find some things the Shark Tank uh, the the show on NBC I think it is, you know, with all the investment uh, angel investors basically Mark Cuban and all them, um, you know, for them to say now we're gonna pass no thank you, <clears throat> excuse me, and then that person ended up building a you know multi million or almost a bill you know multi billion dollar company. Um, that they definitely should have tried to get in on, but you know, it didn't happen. Um, so I think there's something to be said about it. Well, and then again, it is still shark tank, right? It's still being seen by a couple million people, uh, you know, uh, on a weekly basis. So even when you get rejected, you still are getting publicity, right? We've seen that we've gone to websites where the shark tank very quickly was like, no, everybody's out. But then those video clips are still posted on that business's website as publicity. And I'm sure it helped them. Sure. But they were told no. So Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's there's but they, they still got a hundred thousand people into their website traffic, you know, within the first week of launch. Mm-hmm. You know, and before they were getting ten people a, a, a month on their website traffic. Nobody was doing anything. They hadn't right. even done, you know, paid ads or anything like that yet. And so things like that, they suddenly grow fifty thousand followers out of just you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. It definitely happens. So, like, there's some benefit to that. The Shark Tank effect, I guess, is what you can call it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to, so to kind of continue on with the message of the the brand, you know. Oh, and by the way, if you hear <laughs> noisy vehicles, that's just unfortunately how life is. I'll try to reduce that post. Yeah, we live around a lot of motorcycles and um, some zealous lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a mind of their own. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're pretty sure that they just they have some sort of targeting on our house. 
to where anytime we're trying to set up mics, they're like, let's let's screw up their lives. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't even know. Recording video has just been a nightmare trying to time it in between all the noise that happens in our neighborhood. Yep. But um, is what it is. It's the only way we can do this. That's right. We Yay. push through. We figure it go. out. You find a way. Um, okay, so... Oh, we, well, we, we didn't even keep going. We'll wait for them to drive off. But, yeah, started with soap and candles. Then moved to copywriting. Then copy because we were helping people write. And as we, like, refined our craft because, like, we've both been fiction writers, poetry yeah. writers, um, very little nonfiction, but it's not, even the nonfiction we've written hasn't been related to sales copy. So, like, after we spent some time refining that and getting some additional training <clears throat> and getting a mentor basically i had a mentor right. for a little while as well um we realized that this is a thing that we're really good at this is a thing that can take us somewhere and so we sold um the soap business well i won't name it because somebody else bought it <laughs> but um free publicity free, Call I mean, it the dnc effect that's right. the shark tank effect well let's see wild texas soaps and candles bam yeah you can check go them check out. them out beautiful amazing soap we gave them all our recipes and everything and i I would totally buy from them. I'm going to go search it now. Are they are they even a thing? I, I looked at them not too long ago. I think, well, maybe like a, a few months to a year ago. And um, they were still trying to work some things out. They weren't mm. yet open for sales. But um, maybe shoot them a message and be like, hey, I want to buy your amazing stuff. Because it really is, it is amazing. It helped cool. our son's eczema anyway. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we formed DNC Copywriting and really amped up everything we were doing. And then when you came on board full time, I think is when we decided to make it DNC Marketing. Yeah. Because you brought in your sales, corporate sales know-how and everything. We started to incorporate funnels because by that time we were both very familiar with, you know, the ins and outs of online marketing as it worked for us in DNC Copywriting. So sure. why not offer all of the services that we now know how to do very well? Right. Um, and even now we're expanding, we're expanding our coaching programs where yeah. we redid the course, we're adding a masterclass. Like we are always expanding and creating new things that people are asking for and that we see a need for. Yeah. So I mean, once you establish your brand, you need to start thinking about brand expansion, mm -hmm. you know, start, create that general umbrella. And then like, what else can we do? What right. else can we do? What can we put our hands in? Right. podcasting podcasting you know like uh, cohesion is so important with this though what i've seen is that people they get to this point where they're like okay great i know how to do this one thing really well i'm going to add more things but they just don't make sense together yeah. uh, like we have we know a business individual who runs a jewelry business and a website auditing business and a um as a sort of advertising business on top of that and like they're involved in in a several different things and um none of it's cohesive they're all different businesses which is great it's totally doable but that is hard you are sure. now running three businesses and if you have a very small team or it's just you like i we're so busy with dnc i can't even imagine running three separate businesses right now right. Because, without our growing team yeah if you don't keep it cohesive and you decide to do the separate businesses the problem with that which, I mean, obviously, there's some benefit to that, right? Yeah. It's, it's like diversifying your portfolio. Right, you know, yeah. You're like, hey, I'm going to put a little bit in, in energies. I'm going to put a little bit in, you know, the, the, the stock index. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Like, I'm going to do this, this, and that. And that's great um, because if one tanks, you have two others to back you up. Um, and then you can try to figure out why that tanked and kind of rebrand from there or whatever the case is. Hey, sorry. <laughs> uh, camera cut off on us, I guess. 
Uh, we have the AC off because we didn't want any additional background noise. I think maybe it just got a little too hot in here. Yeah. Um, but I think the long and short of what I was trying to get at is just that I agree with what you were saying in terms of uh, what creating, were you creating a brand. Oh yeah, yeah. So umbrella. you know, yeah. You need an umbrella, um, cohesion, and all that because yeah, you'll you end up three different uh, companies posting three different things with social media and stuff, and it's just it's crazy. Right. Uh, there's already one one brand is already a lot, right? If you're especially if you're posting consistently. You're emailing your lists consistently. I mean, that is so much Everything's work. a full-time job in and of itself. Right. If you're doing it to the utmost yeah. with the team. like I can't imagine running three businesses right now. And for sure, when we get to the point where we're going to be adding on more businesses, because we do have plans to right. add on businesses outside of the marketing industry, we will have full teams for each business. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that's... Um, gonna cover brand is that about right yeah, yeah. just kind of talk about our journey with the brand and uh little tidbits along the way yeah but um yeah so that is everything uh so with that we wanted to talk a little bit about our upcoming master class um we'll be we will be <laughs> my lips okay. got a little too close together i wonder how we're gonna transcribe that <laughs> is that seven b's uh, eight b's eight please. b's okay thank you um, we will be going over branding and business, and this really is kind of a journey in brand mm -hmm. and how you can take it. And from the beginning, if you woke up yesterday, and we're going to have some prerequisite videos because there are certain things that we want you to have in place, some beginner things that you know we don't want you to have to pay for to be in a masterclass about when you can find that information. So we're right. going to give that stuff to you. But then after the fact, we want to help you level up your brand and basically take you back to basics. Yeah. And if you are experiencing a lack of conversions, if you just can't nail your copy and your message, if there are holes and gaps in your funnel that you just can't figure out and you're seeing drop-offs or tons of traffic but nobody's buying, can't figure out where the traffic is, why aren't people coming to your site because when they do, they buy. All of these things have to do with the brand and the business from a foundational level. So our upcoming masterclass will be covering a lot of those different aspects. And yeah. if you sign up with our email list, we can give you a whole lot of information about it, including a uh, some tidbits and some takeaways that are completely free to help you get a really good head start on making some progress. Exactly. And we're hosting multiple master classes in the very near future. So, um, you know, if we're because we might touch a little bit on, for example, if we're talking about the branding, we might touch a little bit on funneling, things like that. But then we'll have an actual like email marketing and funnel masterclass where mm. we go real deep into that yeah um but yeah so that is uh about the end of it for this podcast and uh we hope y'all enjoyed listening and we'll talk to you later we would appreciate your feedback and your review on itunes as well yep make sure to do that so go All to right. dnc marketing on itunes leave us a review let us know how we're doing so that we can make this better for you and give you some some really great value there you go all right have a good one Bye bye